Okay. Daf Lametes, Amen Alf, and Masecha Sukkah. There's a Mishnah about a little more than two thirds of the way down on the Amud, and it's great to be back, and at least Bli Neder. I don't see or foresee any uh, trips or expected uh, misses, so thank you for your patience last week. I'm at Eretz Yisrael, but looking forward to uh, some consistent learning moving forward. Zuck the Mishnah, a little bit of Chazara, then moving forward. If someone buys um, from a Dalin meeting salesman a Lulav during a Shemitah year, no sin lo matana, the buyer should try to convince the seller to give him the esrog for free. Um, so what we're going to get into over here is the issue that um, the esrog itself is worth a lot of money, and uh, we're going to see later on in the Gemara that this is a shmita esrog, and we don't want the money of a sale of a shmita esrog to be in the hands of an amaret, someone who does not know how to deal with that money properly, and therefore the best thing for you to do is, is try to ask him and to arrange for him to give you the esrog for free, and therefore there is no transfer of money for him to misuse the money and everything will be fine. So again, read those words again. If you buy a lula from your friend during your Shemitah year, no sin lo esrog matana, arrange to have the esrog given to you as a present, because you're not allowed to buy it from him during your Shemitah year. So the Gemara asks the obvious question. So what will happen at this point if he does not want to give it as a free gift? What you should then do is, is consume or swallow up the price, the money, the maize money, of the esrog in the price of the lulav. Which simply means is, is that you say to him, I normally would pay you $40 for this lulav, but this is a really nice lulav. I'd like to give you $300 for this lulav, but on one condition, you give me the esrog for free. And therefore, all the money is going towards the lulav, none of the money is going towards the esrog, and it's a legal loophole, but it works. And, and therefore, at the end of the day, the money that ends up in the hands of the salesman um, is not considered to be money that was uh, in exchange for a Shemitah item, and now he has no Kedusha, and now you did nothing wrong, and there's no concern about the money that's staying in his hands. Okay? We're good on that? Says the Gemara Vaita. The lace of Lebehedjo. Now the Gemara asked the question that we really should have started with. Is just give him the money. Lace of Lebehedjo. Give it to him explicitly. Give him the money directly. Why do we have to avoid giving him Shemitah money? So answers the Gemara. Lefisha ain mosrin to me perishvi islam ars. Because there's a general rule. We do not give the money of the fruit of a Shemitah year to an Amar Arts. Titania, as it says in a brisa, ain mosin to make perish Islam arts. It's an explicit brisa. You do not give the money of the fruit of a shemitah year to an amaretz. Yoiser mi mazon shalashudos more than the amount of money that it takes to eat three meals. Because the assumption is, and this is the key, is that uh, you're only allowed to go ahead and use the money for things that will be consumed the same way money is, is consumed, so to speak. So we said you can use it for fuel, you can use it for food, you can use it possibly for clothes if it's going to get worn out, but you can't allow it to stay on until the next year. And the concern is, is this Amma Aretz, who doesn't either know these halachas or doesn't care about these halachas, he'll take the money, and certainly if he's a salesman, he's making a lot of money. So he's not going to use it all up right away, and it's going to be left over until the next year. It will not be consumed, and that will be an issue. So what you do is make sure that he doesn't end up with more money than a small amount of money. That's the amount of money for three meals, and the assumption is that that will get used up, and there will not be any concern. So that is the explicit brisa, and because of this brisa that says you cannot give the money of the fruit of Shemitah to Nama Aretz, more than the amount that it takes to eat three meals, or to buy three meals, um, that's the reason why in our Mishnah we're assuming the price of an esrog is more than the price of three meals. I guess we, back then we already see it was expensive even back then. Um, you should avoid giving him any money for the esrog and try to give it, either get it for free or give him the money for the lulav only and do not give him money uh, for the esrog. 
Now the Gemara asks, V'imasar, I believe this is all just next, in the Brisa itself, V'imasar, and if you did give him the money, you didn't know, or whatever it may be, and you gave him the money from Shemitah, then what do you do at that point? You made a mistake. Yoimar hare mos halalu, yuhumichulalu aper sheyeshe b'sof beisi. So now you have to um, redeem the Kedusha of that money, because that money now has very, a lot of restrictions and limitations on it that has to be used by a certain time in a certain way. And therefore, what you should say then at that point is, okay, oy vey, I gave him the money, I shouldn't have given him the money, and therefore say, harimos, although this money that I just gave him, or gave him 10 minutes ago, gave him 20 minutes ago, you mechulalam basically they should become redeemed, or literally, you know, chol means they should be made Deconsecrated. Exactly. Well, deconsecrated is the word is the right word. It should become. I was I was going to say unholy, which is deconsecrated. You should you should make them mundane. Is really the way it, word to say it is that make them unholy, and their and their holiness should transfer onto the fruit that we have. So really, it's a great word actually. Unconsecrated. Deconsecrated. Yeah, deconsecrated. Sorry, sorry for. Sorry yeah. Fine, but the point being is uh, the the. Uh, the, the Webster word is, uh, is, is unholy. Uh, de-holy. You de-holy it. You have to de-holyify it. Fine. The point being is, is that you take off the Kedusha from those coins and uh, you transfer it over onto so the fruit in your house. Is it equal value or not of the coins? It would have to, it would have to, it would have to match up. Yeah. Value. It, it, it'd have to and match now, up. now it would have Kedusha? Uh, now it has a Kedusha and that's the next line, the top line the next page. Ubava ochlam Kedusha Shviz. And now those basically take on the status of being Shemitah fruit and you have to eat them with the same kedusha as a kedusha of shemitah. So, so is it similar to like myser? It's along the same line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're put it, and it becomes chulin, and then it's transferred around to the money, bring the money to Shulayim. So similar types of ideas can happen over here by shemitah as well. But you can do it after he's got the money. It's his money. Yes. 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 How come? Zachin la'adam shalobefanov. You could do merits for other people even when they're not there. Whether he's. Is it not a suffix, whether this guy... True, it's a suffix. I mean, properly? it's pretty, it's, you know, you're, you're pretty confident he will not use it properly. It's one of those types of things that, you know, like the, like the Chavis Chaim says in the introduction to Hilchas Shabbos. If you don't know all the Hilchas Shabbos, you will be Mechal You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it, it's one of those types of things is that uh, to handle this properly, you know, even I, like, I, I simply don't really know all the details of Hilchas Shemitah. Like, it's inevitable that mistakes are going to happen. It's just, it's impossible not. And, you know, to say that one dollar of all the money he makes from his dollar meaning not going to end up in until next year, it's fair to assume yes. And even if it's just a suffix, it's still a schuss for him to get him out of this quasi-questionable situation where he might make a veras. It's better to get him out of it altogether. Okay, as Rashi just says in the top, Rashi, ba chaverzeh, this chaver, again, as opposed to the Amba'aris, the one who just did the redemption, the deconsecration, v'oichel osama peiras, b'kedusha shviz, he eats those fruits with the kedusha shviz, achil v'shtia, he can either eat them or drink them, v'sicha, or he can anoint himself with them, because again, that uses it up, v'adlach is an error, you can light a candle with it, shein ha-nos, ha-mutaros behen, these are the types of pleasures that one is allowed to get from shemitah produce. Okay, so now the Gemara goes weiter, top line, Rashi Teva's based on the when is this said that you're allowed to go ahead and at least give him the Amaaretz enough money that's enough money for three meals? If you are buying the produce from an Amaaretz, that at least he left his field Hefker, which simply put means he's treating his field the way he should treat a field during a Shemitah year. At least he understood it. Shemitah. Fields are hefker. It's a very basic, straightforward halacha, right? Straightforward halacha. It's shmita, fields are hefker. That's easy. That he got. So at least 
he has some nemanus, he has some reliability, he has some yirashamayim. He's someone that he's not a straight out, you know, offensive halacha. So if that type of person, you can trust him with that, just three meals worth. But at least you give him three meals worth because he's someone that it's at least not Shemitah protus itself that's already being dealt with improperly. Um, but if you're buying it from an Amar, so there's a field that is Meshumar, that's guarded, and that's not allowed. He's not allowed to protect his field and lock it up and make it that people can't come in. The whole point is that it's Hefker, even half a penny. That's basically what it's saying. Even a half a coin you cannot give him because you can't trust him at all. Everything he's giving you has already been treated improperly and connected Allah, and you cannot give him any money whatsoever. Okay. Um, I'm going to need Michal's help in the next Gemara because these are a lot of names of produce that um, even after I looked them up in Art Scroll, I don't know what they are. So you're going you're to translate them for me, but uh, here we go. Sorry, Rabbi, yeah. The guy locks up his field, right? Yeah. So is, and then, then you get the head truck. Even if you get it for free, isn't that mitzvah boba vera? I mean, you, you know, he's, he's not supposed so, to be So, so that, that, that's a good question. It's, but it's not technically a mitzvah boba vera because in the end of the day, mitzvah vera is is that he did an Avera, you did a Mitzvah. These are two, the, the right. Mitzvah Avera is only one through the Avera you're doing your Mitzvah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So he did an Avera. He's going to get punished for it. But Lemaise, at the end of the day, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's not connected to the Mitzvah that you did. So you can't pay him, but you can take it yeah. as a gift. Right. Okay. If, a, if a guy, you know, knew, knew that, you know, he wanted to open his store on, on, on Mitzvah Shabbos for you to buy from him, and he drove on Shabbos to get there, and then he's right there ready to open it up. It's his Avera. It's not the right. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're not they're necessarily connected. Thank you. Okay. Okay. It happens to be that when I was in R.C. Searle, I was, I, was, uh, I was learning Lula Vagazel. And uh, I was there with a couple of Balavate from the show. So we, we learned Lula Vagazel together. And they were very agitated by the hashkafa of the fact that the person that stole the Lulav can't use it for Dalminim. But he can make money off of it, sell it to the next person, and the much you have Yehosh and Shini Rishos, that person can be Yotze with it. It's almost like you're enabling people to become Ganovim. So we discussed this with some of the Gedolim, you know, like, how could that be? It doesn't make any sense. Is that the Ashkaf of the Tyra? And they all unanimously said, the guy's going to Ganem. <laughs> like, kind, of, kind of like we said many, many times. The, guy, the guy's being punished just between him and the Kaddish Baruch Hu. At the end of the day, forget the halachas of stealing. There's a concept of Kol Torah Kula and Hilfus Chashem Mishra called Kinyanim. And in the end of the day, the, the, the technicalities of Kinyanim were in effect. And therefore, it belongs to the next guy along the line. This guy's gonna have to deal with the Kodesh Baruch Hu at the right time, and he's do tshuva. You know, you know, but it doesn't take away the fact that a Kenyan did happen, and we can't change the rules in this particular case. So, you know, it's an interesting conversation. But they all said, you know, there's not the Ashkaf of, of the Torah is not to go ahead and do such a thing. It's very, very clear. Okay. In any case, let's go weiter. Mm-hmm. Massive Rav Sheshes. Rav Sheshes is now going to challenge what we just said. That can you even? Uh, why are you limited even to just three? You should be able to even give more than three. You should be able to give him more money than the equivalent of three meals. What is that coming from? It says from the following line. Umina Mufkar, this is a quote. And if you're buying it from Mufkar, oh, sorry. Masir Rav Sheshes, Umina Mufkar Gimel Sudos, Visulo. From Mufkar, you can only give him enough money for three meals and that's it. Erminia, I'm going to challenge this with the following quote. And here we go, Michal, you ready to help me? Hapigin, Ru, R U E, Vahayarbuzin, Sorrel. Sorrel, S O R R E L L. One L. One L. One L. Just the translation doesn't help. Exactly. Vashitim. Vashitim is asparagus. There you go. You got one. One we recognize. I remember this one. This is purslane, right? The lugos is purslane. The kusbar 
Mountain and coriander. Mountain and coriander. Right. Karpas. River Cress. Just, you know, he couldn't say celery, you know. <laughs> river, river Cress. Shebin Haros, that is by a river, right? Vahagargir shell Afer. And Meadow Rocket. Meadow Rocket. Got that, guys? Meadow, not Meadow Rocket. Meadow, M E A D O W. Like a rocket. Okay, the point of this is that these are all generally Hefker type of items. Okay, that's what it is. They're Paturmina Meiser. They are Pater from Meiser. And you can buy them from anyone. What's the anyone coming to add? Even Amaretz. Even Amaretz. Because you don't even have these that are similar, that are on a protected field. They're just so inherently Hefker. People don't even grow these on protected fields. What? Wheat. Yeah, basically like weeds. I mean, I guess, you know, mountain coriander sounds exciting to me, so I don't know. Then I'll have no value, but they're not the type of things that people bother, you know, going in and growing. But, but the question on the table then is, is that it left us with no limitations. It doesn't say, and you can buy it from an Ama Aretz, you know, if he happens to be selling it. It's his field. So you go over to him, and you say, you know, like, I, I want to go ahead and take some of your purslane. And he says to you, great, then, you know, give me a dollar for it. It does not say, make sure to give him less than the amount of money it costs for three meals. That's a simple question. So we just said if it's from Hefker, you can only buy three meals worth. And now we're saying that seemingly there's no limitations whatsoever. Fair enough? Okay. So, Zezdeg Marvaita. Who Mosev La Vahum He asked it, but he answered it himself. Who Mosev La Vahum Man Shanu. It actually is taught over there, you can only buy the amount of the Man, the Man in the desert. And the man of the desert was three meals worth. First of all, I know there's an issue. Yes, yes. So basically, it seemed to have been open-ended, but it wasn't. It seemed to have been open-ended, but it wasn't. Therefore, it's not a question at all. As Rashi says, if you just look at that Rashi, it's the middle of the wide lines. Bichdei man, bichdei's last word line, man's the first or the next line. Bichdei mizonosav shanu. It's for, the, for his needs, the nichin, um, Shana, the nichin that you can buy behind the shelter, that's three meals worth. Over here, actually, I'm taking that back. I don't think it's referenced directly to the mun of the, de- of the desert. He's just saying it's, mun means mazonas, meaning that which he needs for his meals, just simply translated, is what, what was taught over there, and that's three meals worth. That's three meals worth. Even, even on, uh, you know, back then they normally had two meals a day, but even if it was, uh, you know, a particularly hungry day where you would need to have, you know, extra satiation, it got up to three meals. Okay, so, they in fact taught over there that it was the amount of food that you needed for your satiation, for your nourishment. And so too, Rabba Barbarchana says the name of He says the idea over there also was taught that it's the amount of food you're allowed to buy from the amount of um, produce that he needs for his mazonos. Now they were asked how to know that that's what the word man means. My man How do I know that the word man is a type of wording that means mizonos, that means nourishment, that means food? It's a pasuk. This is a pasuk in Daniel. And if you read the full pasuk on the side of the page, if you have it, he gave them their day in and day out uh, nourishment from the bread of the king. But the point is, he gave them nourishment. That's what the word means. Or 
That's what it means over here. So therefore, we see the word man means nourishment. And therefore, when they said that the case of all the purslane and the mountain coriander, etc., the mountain rocket, the... Did I say that right? No. Mountain, meadow rocket. Uh, the meadow rocket. Um, all those cases are cases where, in fact, you did only give enough money for three meals and not, nothing more. Okay. When it discusses it over there, it doesn't really mention that at all, that detail. He's just saying that's what we're assuming. Yeah, no, it's not what we're assuming. And, 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 yeah. and we don't have to worry that he's a form, he's selling stuff, and the guy in front of him just bought it a lot, and now you come and look and pay him another three meals. We don't have to worry about that. It's a good question. It's a good question. It's a fair question. Um, very fair question. Um, I don't know, but uh, yeah, you don't. The mice is you don't have to worry about that. And you know, you, know, you, you didn't do a direct offense in any way. You gave him just the right amount, and that's okay. I mean, the issue is to, um, he can't have more profit than one day's worth. Is that, is that, is that well, the source? Well, well, if he ends up with more profit than one day's worth of food, that means that money is going to be left over, and we're afraid it's going to be left over for past the yeah, for the next year. And you so have to. Be the beginning of the Shemitah year, we're still. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're afraid that he's building up his, his uh, you know, his, his stock. Exactly. So. Okay. So now, here's a little bit of a curveball. We were assuming until now that the Allah of Shemitah only applied to the Esrog, not to the Lulav. And that's why the Mishnah said, give him money only for the Lulav, not for the Esrog, etc. So that's actually not true. That's actually not true. Uh, we're going to explain later on why that's not true. Because really, we should have been right that the halachas of Shemitah only applied to things that are edible, and a lulav is not edible. So the Gemara later on is going to explain why, in the end of the day, the halachas of Shemitah do apply to lulav. They don't apply to Adas, they don't apply to Ravos. But now that I'm telling you that, that the halachas of Shemitah do apply to lulav, the Gemara is going to ask then the basic question. Why did the Mishnah sound like it only applied to Nes, or didn't apply to lulav? Okay? So that, that's a very basic question. And kind of, I, I did translate the Mishnah according to the assumption that the halachas of Shemitah only applied to fruit and do not apply to lulav. But now the Gemara is going to ask, one second, why don't the halachas of Shemitah apply to lulav as well? And obviously, if the halachas of Shemitah apply to lulav as well, then your shtick of giving all the money to the lulav and not for the Esau is not going to help you at all because you're giving money directly for a Shemitah item. So, ihachi, if so, that we manage, so to speak, to make it that we've dealt with the Esau properly, lulav nami, the lulav as well, has restrictions of Shemitah. To which the Gemara answers, no, no, don't worry about the lulav, because lulav barshishis hanichnas l'shvizhu. Oh, no, the lulav's different, because this is really a sixth-year lulav that really grew last year, it just went out a little bit longer. And don't forget that Sukkot is right at the beginning of the seventh year. You know, we're right at the beginning of the Shemitah year. So it went a little bit into the seventh year, but it doesn't count as a seventh year produce. It counts as a sixth year produce. And therefore, it's not a problem. It's not, it's not a Shemitah lulav. We're going to ask that. <laughs> we're going to ask that. But at least, at least let's, get, let's take this answer one step at a time. So what about the one for next year? Yeah, we to, we're not dealing with that one yet. But right now, right now, the one we're dealing with right now is where the Esrog is a problem, the Lulav is not a problem. It's the, right, entering into the year, it's the beginning of the Shemitah year right now, and we're answering, don't worry about the Lulav because it's not a Shemitah Lulav, because yes, technically, you cut it off the tree when it was Shemitah, but the primary, the primary growing of it was in the sixth year of the Shemitah cycle, and therefore it takes on the status of a non-Shemitah Lulav. Give him all the money in the world for it, you don't have to worry about it. To which the Gemara asks, Stan's question, which you're all thinking. If so, the Esrog is the same thing. It's a six-year Esrog that's going to the seventh year. So says the Gemara, there's actually a fundamental difference between an Esrog and a Lulav. That will answer our question. Esrog basar lakita zlinon. The Esrog goes after its harvesting. The Lulav goes after when it grew. 
that's actually a difference between vegetation and fruit that we're going to see a little bit more later on, but that is the difference that we have over here. Fruit goes after it's picked. Fruit goes after it's picked, and the vegetation goes after when it grew. Oh, not when it's cut. Yeah, yeah. And therefore the lulav goes after the fact that it's a sixth-year lulav, but the esrog, even though it grew in the sixth year, it has the status of a seventh-year esrog, and therefore the problem is shemitah, and therefore the mission is eights is a good of either try to get the esrog for free, or if he's not giving the esrog for free, the Gemara says to give him more money for the lulav, they'll give you the esrog at that point for free, but that's why you need to do all this, because it is in fact a shemitah esrog, but it's not a shemitah lulav. So the dates that grew out of that date, same date pound. Fascinating. Our, our, our one, our one halacha, while the actual plan itself. Yes. Okay. Fascinating. Well said. Um, we're gonna stop here. I think you need to do Khazar at this point. So. so. Uh, <laughs>